You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Thursday, August 26th, and we are mere hours away from the kickoff of college football. Obviously, there's some big games on on the TV this weekend. Nebraska takes the field against Illinois. UConn hits the road and takes on Fresno State. We've got a West Coast battle between Hawaii and UCLA among the slate. But there's also going to be a number of high school games, and that's what we do here on this podcast. We break down the future of your favorite college football team. We look at the recruits, we rank them, we dissect every bit about their game. We've got national recruiting editor Brandon Huffman on the line to look ahead to some of the marquee matchups across the country as the Friday night lights begin to flicker. Brandon, how are we doing? Oh, doing fantastic, Blair. We got games on the television, high school and college this weekend. I got a scrimmage to go to on Friday night before the season kicks off in the Northwest. It's it's high school football. It's football season. It, it's been a little slow for you. I've, I've already been on the road two consecutive weekends to check out some games. I've been to four different high school games already, and you you have yet to, to kick off your season. I mean, I know we had a, a delay there in 2020, but I'm sure you're kind of scratching yourself a little bit here. I am. You know, it was kind of a kind of annoying when, you know, two weeks ago you were out at a game already and in Washington they hadn't even started fall practice yet you know and I'm in that rare position now where I don't just cover the sport but I have a son who's a sophomore in high school and you know they didn't start practice till last Wednesday they didn't get into pads until Saturday and you were covering your second game before I even got to see a padded practice it's been it's been a lot of fun and I think the thing that I like to explain to people is that when you are evaluating prospects especially these high caliber elite division 1 players you want to see them against some other division 1 players you want to see them uh when it gets really competitive and to see kind of how they stack up right because we're projecting them to the next level let's go down the list here of some marquee matchups in high school football this weekend and you're going to break down kind of the, the top player for each of the schools. Let's start off with tonight's game at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It's South Lake Carroll versus Highland Park. There's a, a number of, of players that are headed to Division One. Number one, obviously, Quinn Ewers no longer at South Lake Carroll. So the, the game loses a bit of its luster, but there's still plenty of, of power. Yeah, you know, and obviously this game was probably picked largely because Quinn Ewers was the number one player in the composite. He was, you know, a generational quarterback. He still is. None of that's changed. It's just his location has changed. And with the early departure to Columbus, uh, it, it takes, like you said, it takes a little bit of luster off of this game. But what it does give is an opportunity for some other players that are at South Lake Carroll and obviously at Highland Park, an opportunity to, to maybe be discussed. Now, you and I both know that the feature discussion is still going to be Quinn Ewers. And will this become a trend of players leaving high school football to go to college or leave to get the NIL piece of the pie? But one player who is staying and sticking around and, you know, he's got some family ties into the, into the state of Texas, into Dallas. And that's RJ Maryland 
who is the son of the former number one pick in the 1991 NFL draft, Russell Maryland. Just another reminder, Blair, that I'm getting old in that I was in high school when Russell Maryland was drafted, when he played at Miami and then won the three Super Bowls with the Cowboys. And like a lot of of the schools in the in the greater Dallas area, there's players that have ties to the Cowboys program and to the Cowboys franchise, and, and RJ is that. But unlike his father, he's not going south to play his college ball. He's headed to go play for Jeff Halfley up at Boston College, and he's an intriguing player. Six foot four, two hundred and ten pounder, can play on the edge as an outside backer, as a pass rusher, but. Tight end, I think, is where he's uh, going to be suited best for the next level. Was a pretty productive player as a junior. I think he was a second-team junior All-American uh, by Max, Max Preps last year. And part of that was because he was a nice little uh, outlet for Quinn Ewers. But now with Ewers gone, that's going to need mean that Maryland's going to have to step his game up that much more because he's the kind of player that a new quarterback tries to find. And you remember there were games where Ewers missed last year. Uh, so South Lake Carroll has had some experience with their with their backups, but RJ Maryland's kind of the star of this game, and he's the big name now that Quinn Ewers is gone. RJ Maryland, the Boston College commit, will be the one to watch tonight's game, AT&T Stadium, as part of ESPN's 2021 Geico High School Football Kickoff schedule. On Friday, you've got Milton versus North Cobb, two powerhouses in the state of Georgia, and it features some committed prospects on both sides of the ball. North Cobb has, I think, it looks like a, a group of Georgia-bound prospects as well as some high-caliber D1 players, but you know this. I I think when you look at it on paper, it looks pretty evenly matched. It does. But the d- big key is just from a prospect standpoint, all eyes are going to be on Levius Overton. He's the number one player in the country in the 2023 class. He's the composite number one. So this is a special player. This is a guy that all eyes are going to be on. And now North Cobb definitely has some talent to watch. You know, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, uh, Denylon Morissette. Those are guys that I think a lot of fans are going to be watching just to see what those two guys specifically bring. I think Georgia fans especially are going to, to kind of be looking at those guys. You know, Groves, Killebrew being a corner, obviously Morissette being a receiver. Those are kind of the skill guys. And when we've looked at Georgia over the last few years, They've been known largely for their skill position players, whether it was, you know, Jake Fromm, whether it was the Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, even before that, Todd Gurley. We, we think a lot of times for a, a team coached by a defensive-minded head coach and Kirby Smart that we think of Georgia, we think offense, but I'll tell you a player that he really, really wants and he's going to be locked into a battle for is Lebius Overton. And, you know, this is going to be a fascinating recruitment to watch because obviously Alabama covets him. They, they covet him heavily. I mean, everybody covets him. He's the number one player in the country for a reason. You got Clemson. You got Alabama after him. You've got Florida. You've got LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, all the who's who's the teams that have been playing and competing for national championships, Notre Dame, you know, pretty much every playoff team over the last three or four years is after him. And Georgia has an opportunity to keep him in state, but this is going to be a recruitment that is going to just be fascinating to watch because he just yesterday on Wednesday announced his top 12 to start his junior year. And again, that read like a who's who's you have Clemson, you have AM, who was in a New Year's day bowl last year. You have Tennessee, which, you know, they're trying to get things going or just hypo. Obviously, Alabama, they don't need an introduction. Georgia, it's the in-state school. You've got Oklahoma, which is trying to shore up their defense. Ohio State, which is you know right there on the cusp of winning a national championship. Florida, SC, LSU, North Carolina, which has been under a major resurgence under Mac Brown. And then Kentucky. Kentucky's kind of the one that you look at and you go, you know, how are they in there? But there's some family ties that he's got 
to Kentucky. But make no mistake, those fans that are watching the Georgia commits, they're going to have their eyes on Levy Silverton just as every other coach in the country with the college season starting this weekend. Really, there's a lot of coaches that are going to have their you know Friday nights available and they are probably going to be tuned in to watch the number one player in the country in that game. We are joined by Brandon Huffman. He's the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Huffman. The other game on Friday, and it won't be a part of the Geico kickoff series, but there's going to be a lot of eyes on on this matchup. And it's not just about the star power on the field. It's going to be about bragging rights. California versus Texas, modern day in the state of California, also one of the national name, the national powerhouses across high school football, heads to the Lone Star State to take on Duncanville. And there's going to be stars on both sides of the ball. Give us a name or two, Huff, that you'll be looking at uh, from this marquee matchup. Well, I think the first one's obviously going to be Domani Jackson. He is one of the premier players in the country. He's the number one player out in the state of California, and if I am doing the math correct in my head, which is always kind of risky, I think he's the number one player on the West Coast. Uh, So he is a a guy that's clearly got a lot of attention. He committed to USC. Modern Days had a nice pipeline to USC over the years, but that pipeline's had a little bit of a a crack at, at times in the last couple of classes with Oregon getting a few of their players. You know, obviously Georgia and Alabama have quarterbacks uh, from modern day one via USC and JT Daniels, but Damani kind of got that pipeline back restored to USC. Uh, you also had CJ Williams, who's committed to Notre Dame on modern day as well. But then you flip it over to Duncanville and you've got one of the premier pass rushers in the country in Omaria Bohr, who is the number three ranked edge nationally, but he's the, and, and the number three player in Texas, but he's a top 12 player in the country right now, Oklahoma, leads in the crystal ball for him, but you cannot count out Alabama. They had the last official visit back in June. LSU and Ohio State also had him in campus. Uh, and then Oklahoma is making a big push, being relatively close to his home. USC's got, they're on his short list just as much. So I think aboard Damani Jackson, that's two players in the top 15. I, I think just looking at it on paper, this might be the only game between two teams that have a player in the top 15 on either side. I'm really going to be interested to see what that game does for a player like Elijah Brown, the 2024 quarterback from modern day who had a terrific freshman season this past spring. And this could be one of those moments for him to catapult himself into the national conversation as one of the better prospects uh, at the quarterback position in that 24 class. So modern day takes on Duncanville in the state of Texas, uh, Omari Abor and a number of other prospects trying to hold down the Ford and represent for the Lone Star State. Saturday, we mentioned some big college games that we will all surely be tuned into. But if you want to take a break and you want maybe want to have some of those dual screen setups that we've seen uh, over the years, uh, you can take on a, a number of high school games on, on, your, on your feet as well. Let's start with St. Francis Academy at St. Thomas Aquinas. This one could be the game of the weekend. This is a game that that's pretty, pretty fascinating to watch because, you know, St. Francis has four of the top five players in the state of Maryland and at one point had five of the six top players in the state. Now they're playing with a heavy heart this season, sadly, and a story that, you know, I know Brian Doan broke on 24-7 or wrote recently on 24-7 Sports. They lost a teammate, a four-star top two four seven player in Aaron Wilson, who died after a very brief but courageous battle with brain cancer. He was a you know top five player in the state, had double-digit offers from all over the country before his diagnosis in the spring. So his teammates are playing with a heavy heart, and, and as they should, you know, that's 
awful to to lose a, a teammate so young and, and so healthy and so much of a bright future. Uh, so I think the best way for your teammates to honor you is to go out there and, and play well and to go out and, and put on kind of a show. And that defense that Aaron Wilson was a part of is absolutely stacked with players. Jashon Barnum's the top-rated player in this game, uh, the number one player in the state of Maryland. You've got Derek Moore, who's committed to Oklahoma, on the defensive line. Nasir Pierce, another defensive lineman, four-star in the top two, four-seven. Uh, then you've got Cameron Johnson, who's a top-ten player in the state, headed to Virginia Tech, to go along with the, the guys up front. So I think the strength here clearly is going to be the defensive side for the ball for St. Francis. Um, you know, when, when we think football, we think top programs. Obviously, St. Thomas Aquinas is certainly one that always comes to mind. And I think the most fascinating matchup here is going to be Julian Armella, a guy that you and I saw when he was a freshman uh, out of the Polynesian Bowl Combine in, in Las Vegas. And you can see right then that the kid had a, a bright future. Dad played, I want to say, at Florida State, won a national championship there. But he's going to have his work cut out for him because that defensive line for St. Francis Academy is very, very much stacked. And so while St. Thomas Aquinas, Zion Turner, a quarterback, you know, he's got some ability. He's done a really good job at the quarterback there. That front seven might be one of the nastiest front sevens that you're going to find in all of high school football. Yeah, and that's what I was explaining earlier is that what better way to evaluate Julian Armella, the Florida State's uh, legacy, a top 20 prospect overall in the state of Florida for the 22 class than matching up against the the beef up front, right? That St. Francis Academy will present uh, rep after rep. You get a, a kind of a taste or a glimpse of what he could be at the next level. And obviously you're able to better project his his overall upside. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup. And, and and one, I think that will dictate kind of how that game goes because St. Thomas Aquinas is is obviously, uh, you know, kind of royalty in the state of Florida. And, and, you know, to take on a talented team from the state of Maryland, a lot of bragging rights at stake this weekend as we take a look at some of the bigger games in the high school ranks. Uh, before we go, Huff, let's round out some of the other matchups. Oakland uh, out of the state of Tennessee takes on Madison Ridgeland Academy in the state of Mississippi. You got Pace Academy from Georgia against uh, Raboon County. Uh, uh, Bridgeland, Texas against Clay Kine. That's also in the state of Texas. And then on Sunday, August 29th uh, at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, IMG Academy hits the road to play Bishop Sycamore. Out of those games, out of those teams, anything that our viewers should be looking for? I think IMG on Sunday. I, I know that you know, IMG is a very polarizing program because their ability to attract players from all over. But if you like high school football and you like recruiting, there's not a better team to watch play football than IMG, you know, at least this weekend. I mean, modern day Bosco, St. Francis, the Duncanvilles, all the, the national powers will probably like a word. But just in terms of just kind of the all-star cast that they have, you know, they've got... I think 14 players in the top 100 in the state of Florida alone on their team, including the number one player. Uh, that's just for the 2023 class. All right. We're not even talking in the 2022 class, but they've got James Smith, who's the number five player in the country. He's the highest rated player in this game, and he's the number five rated player in the country, but it's such a good defensive line class in 23. He's the number three defensive lineman. Then you also throw in Francis Malagoa, a guy that you and I are both familiar with, being that he originally played in San Bernardino, California as a freshman, was in Samoa as a sophomore, and now he's at IMG. He's a top 10 player nationally. 
If you also look at just what they've got in 2022, you've got Dalen Everett, who's headed to Clemson. You got Kamari Wilson, uh, safety, a, a, a top. 30 player in the country. You got Jahad Campbell also headed to Clemson. You got Tyler Booker who's headed to Alabama. Keon Sobs, another guy headed to Clemson. Jalil Skinner is the number one tight end in the country. Uh, you know, he's a, got quite a few schools on his little short list. And then you got a quarterback. You got to get down, you know, eight, nine spots to even find their quarterback. And then he's still ranked the top half in the state. AJ Duffy, kid, another kid that you and I are committed, are familiar with being a West Coast kid. You got Katron Allen behind him. So IMG is just absolutely loaded. I think that they are going to be, you know, fun to watch just because of all the talent that they have around them. They took a, a pretty good beaten two American Heritage last week who they played uh, in their season opener. And, you know, even though they've got a lot of 2022 talent, it was Jane Smith, who is a top five player in 2023, who kind of was the star of that game and, and showed every bit why he's one of the elite pass rushers in the country. There you have it. Brandon Huffman, national recruiting editor, breaking things down as we charge towards the weekend and a lot of marquee matchups, not only at the high school level, but we're going to be keeping an eye on, on Saturdays as well, man. A lot of college games are, are about to begin and, uh, it's been a long time coming since we had fans in the stand, so I'm really excited. Uh, and and let's stay active in that group thread as we watch all these games together. We absolutely will be tweeting a lot and texting a lot about what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're watching. All right, Brandon Huffman, National Recruiting Editor for 24-7 Sports. Remember, stay right here on this podcast if you like to track the twists and turns from the nation's top recruits. And if you like the show, please rate us, review us, and throw us those five stars. For Brandon Huffman and producer Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And enjoy week zero of the college football season.